who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 319. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Hi, Greg. Hey, how you doing? Not bad. Yeah? Yeah. Feeling all right? Yeah, playing some PS4. Muscly little arms? The muscly little arms. Well, that doesn't sound, sounds like an oxymoron. There's cat hair on this. I don't even have a cat. That's kind of weird. I don't want to know what you do <laughs> when you leave this building. And, of course, next to him, the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Greetings and salutations. How you doing, Colin? I'm all right. You're looking good. Thanks. Got that Sorry, PlayStation off your shoulders. Musty little arms. Uh, actually, like you look flabby, actually, you got, flabby little. You got one of those. You got one of those uh, <laughs> eye like things. A, you got the the broken blood glasses? vessels there. Oh. What? Like you got a broken blood vessel in your oh, eye. You really? Yeah. yeah like bit, like twenty eight days later or whatever. Yeah. Like. Well, gonna, I have that too. Does that go away or is that permanent? No, it'll go away. No, oh, okay. that's it. Your eye. You lost that eye. Or you're a zombie. Or yeah. you, actually, I guess you're immune to the zombie. Not immune. What is it? You're a carrier of the zombie thing. You don't have to worry about it. You kiss anybody though, you're screwed. Oh, okay. Damn it! I don't kiss anyone. <laughs> Goldfarb's weekend plans are ruined. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Thank you so much for your support. We post it every Tuesday, and we're happy to be here to answer your questions. So, what do you want to talk about today, Moriarty? Oh, no, let's wrap it up. All right, it's been a good one. Now we've had. Now we've had. We did one of these on Friday. Yeah, we had that way we could talk about PlayStation Four embargoes, reviews, mm-hmm. and whatnots. And then we spent a weekend with it. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel now? I really like it. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done any live streaming stuff. I'll do that eventually. You gotta get on that. But I'm playing. Greg I, Miller's doing it. I like Resogun a lot. I used a Colin Moriarty Pro Tip last night to get a silver trophy. Hmm. Yeah, Wait, yeah. In, in what now? You did that in what? In Resogun. What's the trophy? Uh, there's a trophy for saving two humans in two seconds. Uh-huh. And, but you can only carry one human at a time. So I use Colin Moriarty's Pro Tip, which is to carry one while you shoot the other one. And you shoot him up to the little and... portal. And then you rescue the one you're carrying. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'm, really untouchable. I'm untouchable in Resogun. Yeah, you actually you ran Ooh. in yesterday and interrupted well, my twitch.tv <laughs> I, I, I have the 142nd highest score in the world. Which so you're untouchable except by 141 right. other people. Right. But he means of his peers. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. I, I'm, okay. I, you have more than triple my score. So I was... Uh, 
I was having like the game of a lifetime. I played it once yesterday. Like, it's like Caddyshack? Yeah. Surely the good lord wouldn't ruin. <laughs> and I, I just wouldn't... Uh, I just couldn't look away. I, my girlfriend was trying to talk to me. I'm like, it has to wait. It's like I was like Jordan breathing. I was breathing in and out, like as if I was running or something like that. Because yeah. I like couldn't believe that what was happening. Because I got all the way to the fourth world without dying, which is what, and never lost my multiplier, which is what, wow, which is what, uh, and got all the way up to ten, which is what is necessary to get these high scores. And when you get up there, the scores just start going like it's huge. Like the scores get huge. And God, I love that game. I love yeah, that game. It's so, amazing. That game yeah, is just fun. so fucking good, man. Yeah. And and uh, so I'm gonna. Try to platinum it. I, I was not even really thinking about the platinum because I just enjoy playing it, but the platinum's actually kind of easy. A lot of people have yeah. gotten it. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people yeah. are tweeting at us that the first platinum was Resogun for them, both PlayStation I, 4 and otherwise. My first was Soundshapes. My first PS4. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. Uh, I think uh, it's not easy, but it, it's attainable. I, I think I'm too bad at the game to ever get it. Like, I can't imagine ever getting the, like the hardest one is you have to you have to beat the game without dying, like losing all your lives. Yeah. And, uh, and you have to save all the humans. Yeah. But you can save all the save humans probably on rookie. You or do whatever. rookie. Yeah, I've done. I've done the first level of saving the humans without even. I, I did it inadvertently. The, actually, the major problem with that game in terms of difficulty is how hard the last boss is. The, mm. the last boss is really hard. Uh oh. And and I, I don't. It's like I don't really quite understand how to dodge a part of it. Like I just keep dying over and over again because I haven't even beaten the game all the way. Like I haven't even beaten the last boss. I just start from the beginning and play until I get a high score, and then I get to the last boss every time, and it, he kills me. Um. So I'm just trying to play it very organically, but gotcha. that's the other thing about saving all the humans. I did it in the second level, uh, but then I died, and you have to you have to save all the humans and beat that level to yeah. get the trophy. Yeah. yeah. So, so what, yeah. what are you playing then? What's the, uh, lots of Resogun and Need for Speed? Oh yeah, you, uh, yeah, you've been talking about that Need for Speed. Yeah, I, I like Need for Speed a lot. I keep uh, I'm, I'm not crazy about the fact that like it is that like you have to be connected online thing. So it's like you can't step away. Like I got a phone call and I was on the phone and I got busted and lost like all of my progress that I had gotten mm. for the entire night at one point, which sucks. Uh, Maybe also, you, should, you shouldn't accept Anthony Gaius phone calls. <laughs> that's probably what it is. Um, also, I think uh, it's weird that, I mean, maybe they're going to add dedicated servers or something, but it's weird that if the host leaves, uh, it just says host migrating and spits you out into a random part of the level. And again, you lose progress. So it's like between me just sucking and actually getting busted and losing progress and like things that are out of my control, like the game crashed twice and mm -hmm. some stuff happening. It was just frustrating. It was a really fun game that became frustrating because I lost progress like four times. Gotcha. Um, but it's still really good. I like, I really, really like Need for Speed. Hmm, like okay. I played a lot of Most Wanted last year and Rivals is really good. And then I think I'm going to start Assassins tonight probably. Ooh, you're in for it. That's what I've been playing yeah, nonstop I'm and really streaming excited. nonstop and I love that. And the yeah. remote playing it. Last night we were watching that Monday Night Football call mm. and I was laying on the couch playing that Assassin's Creed. Mm. It was a good game. Woo! Doggies. No, I'm very upset. I have, I have to go to Japan next week for a vacation. Not going to be able to play any more Assassin's Creed. So I play Rainbow Moon. Rainbow Moon. Ooh, I've done a little bit of remote play. I haven't done it yet. This is probably a stupid question, but with uh, like Killzone or whatever, like, do you not have like what do you do about the extra shoulder button? They put them on the back. Touch so pad. it's on back touch. And yeah. what about clicking analog sticks? Uh, I mean, it depends on what it is. Like for Assassin's Creed, like they map the sticks to the the bottom corners of the front touch screen. Interesting. So you click in there, and then on the back there, it's L or uh, L one, L R one. Awesome. That's and cool. And then they put dead zones around the sides of the screen and on the back too, so you're not always touching it. Like you can put your fingers comfortably back there. Very cool. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, very, well very done. well done. Let's not forget our you. let's not forget our friend PS Vita as well. Uh, yeah, in terms of the original games. It's a good time to be an RPG mm. gamer right now. It's um, a good time to be a Vita gamer. I've been playing uh, Sorcery Saga, which is a game from <laughs> Compile Heart. Um, so uh, Axis will publish that next month in December. I have it, and I've just been messing with it. It's a cool little 
roguelike, and we'll have a preview, an exclusive preview on that soon. Um, that's not going to be a game for everyone by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but that's cool. And Ease Memories of Celsida comes out next week, and I should be getting yeah. that that I mean, game. Wise, wise, yes. Wise, yeah. this that, happened I, I to think me. I think that is probably the Vita game this year I'm most excited about. So really, like, really, wow. really, and wow. I can't believe how. Uh, you know, like I, I actually reached out to PR about this, and uh, they're not right. Re- like the codes aren't ready, and I'm like, I can't. Like this doesn't seem like a game y- you would not be confident in, from what <laughs> right. I've played and seen. Like this game, I think is going to be good. Um, and Conception then, Two got announced. Yeah, Conception Two is announced for Vita and, and uh, 3DS, which is cool. Atlas is doing that, uh, and uh, we got our Rainbow Moon codes today. Rainbow, Rainbow Moon yeah. doesn't come out till December, but uh, we have the game really early, um, and uh, I'll be giving away codes of that nice. soon. We're that. just waiting for the cross save patch to go live before we do mm. um so oh, you can transfer you can transfer your saves awesome yeah. wow that's huge for jrpg yeah it's going maybe you'll right finally now. get to uh the level cap now yeah that would be that'd be i mean i'm just gonna play the whole game all over again on vita and then transfer mm-hmm. my save to ps3 awesome mm-hmm. because cool. if you remember correctly this was when the sopranos broke the debug that i was playing well, and i had a rainbow moon on it so i lost Wait, were... all these trophies and i was playing the game it arbitrary debug. it was a retail Oh, then we're thinking of different one. Then this is another PS3 another time broke. you broke a PS3. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's disappointing is that I was playing the game on hard mode, and you don't even have to to get yeah. all. This. So the game was like gruelingly hard. Like, I, and, and you can't switch it. Yeah, like you can't switch back. And I was like, shit. I think the debug that broke was Bioshock Infinite. Uh, that was the one that got stuck in the disc tray, and that one broke. Yeah, a lot of a lot of our PS3. Well, thank God we don't really need them anymore. Yeah, Good for Lord. just a few games like Gran Turismo, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Last of Us DLC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin. Yes. You said it's a good time to be a Vita gamer. Mm. You know what? Why else? Apparently, this Tearaway is coming out. Oh, that's true. Friday. Andrew Goldfarb has beaten Tearaway. I have. Now here's, ladies and gentlemen, where we break podcast beyond history, new ground, <laughs> if you will. This is something interesting. Goldfarb has beaten Tearaway. Uh-huh. However, he is embargoed from talking about Tearaway until tonight at midnight. Mm-hmm. So here's how it's going to work. The audio version we are going to drop out in a second. It will do. It won't. It'll be. It'll be seamless to you. No time will have passed to you. But we are. It'll going be like to, traveling in space. We're away basically going to do for the first time Your family's ever. Family's all older now. <laughs> we're putting out the podcast beyond video edition that will be extended. There will be. There will be extra. We're putting it behind a paywall. There's DLC you got to download. All this, and it's no, on the disc. None too. of that's really happening. No, that's right. <laughs> but it's an easy way for us to get around the fact that we can't talk about it now. Right. And but I we can't tomorrow. My plan is always to post the audio version and the video version in the same article, but the video version takes like years to to render and do everything. Right. So when this posts on Wednesday, then you'll mm-hmm. be able to watch the video and see it. But here on the show, we have to stop talking about Tearaway right now. Well, welcome back to the audio podcast, everybody. If you want to hear Goldfarb's thoughts on Tearaway, along with a few of our own gems from Colin and I, we slapped them into the open <laughs> net, if you know what I'm saying. You can check it out Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on IGN.com. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. I love how it gets later every week. <laughs> This isn't that bad. Like 15 minutes in. We've done it before we did it at 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, there are six items on the list. Uh, short list considering we just did the podcast like 36 hours ago. Uh, number, <laughs> number one, the PlayStation 4 sold 1 million units and it only took a single day of availability in Damn. two countries to reach that number. These numbers are exceptionally impressive. This is perhaps the greatest console launch in terms of numbers sold in industry history. And here's a little context. I found this Here we on go. a grid uh, that someone linked me from uh, the forum NeoGAF. I've um, heard of them. In the U.S. in its first month, and I, I was extrapolating the numbers from a bar graph, so these are approximations, so sure. forgive me sure, if I'm sure, a little sure. off. In the U.S. in its first month, the GBA sold just under 900,000 units, the Xbox 700,000 units, the GameCube 650,000, 
and this is in the U.S. Is just to verify, and just to let everyone knows it's not worldwide. The Nintendo DS four hundred fifty thousand, the PSP six hundred thousand, the Xbox three sixty three hundred thousand, the PS three two hundred thousand, the Wii four hundred fifty thousand, the three DS four hundred thousand, the Vita two hundred thousand, and the Wii U four hundred twenty five thousand. Again, this is in its first month. Yeah, it's not its first day. Yeah, yeah. its first day of availability. Yeah. So crazy. So console gaming isn't only dead. Or not dead, rather. It's alive. <laughs> it's alive and well, right? Like this was the thing that was really getting me online. Was everyone, you know, for for years? I I always thought it was really obvious that that iOS and Android gaming was going to crater, like right? Like this is it's suffering under the own weight of its own. Um, there's too many games. There's no discover. There's no discovery on there. It's something that Justin Davis, who is our mobile editor, would often talk about, which is like the, the he would call the race to the bottom. It's what developers call it, where it's like you can't charge money. You can't make people do anything in the games they, yeah. they don't want to pay for anything like so consoles are alive and well and if the xbox one sells even remotely as good as the ps4 does and it'll launch in like 22 countries right or something do you like think that. it's going to uh i don't i think it'll do over a million in all of the territories but it's launching like in you know the ps4 is only out in canada and the u.s yeah and it sold a million yeah will the xbox one sell a million in canada and the u.s no but it will sell a million, more than a million, in all of the territories it's launching because it's launching in Europe and stuff like gotcha. that. Once the PS4 comes out in Europe, mainland Europe and England, um, and then in some of the other territories in the Middle East and all the, in Brazil and all these other places, PS4 is like good for three or four million before the end of the calendar year, I think. Nonetheless, oh yeah, I mean that's what they so yeah. like what then, they wanted, by March it's five point five. That's what their that's what their goal is, yeah. And like I think that's seems attainable i mean especially because like word of mouth on ps4 is really good right now like yeah there have been like minor hardware issues that seem to be not very widespread that people are talking about but like the people who are sitting down and playing ps4 and especially like the twitch live streaming stuff is like attracting people to come in they're like that looks really fun anthony from houston texas writes into beyond that ign.com says i am writing to inform you that i was one of the unfortunate who had pre-ordered a ps4 from amazon only to have it arrive dead on arrival i can't get any video out put to work can't get online blah 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 blah. after two hours with customer service uh my issue was left unresolved but sony promised to send me a coffin for my stillborn ps4 with a promise (laughs) that they would try to have it back to me within seven to nine business days my question to the beyond crew is do you think that issues like this are at least as common as the infamous xbox 360 red ring of death that the xbox one could overcome all of sony's momentum gained at e3 and come away with the early lead is he asking if they are as common or he's saying if they if they were i think he means if if they if they're as common as the Red Ring of Death. I mean, the Red Ring of Death, from what I understand, was like significantly over the 50% mark. It was like more than half of those systems within like three years died. And this is like, as of right now, there's no evidence that this is anywhere even remotely close to that. Like, I think the number somebody said uh, more recently, they already said 0.4%. Now they're just sticking with less than 1% of units are affected by these issues. So it's like, it's I pretty think, good. Yeah, that's like, I mean, to put that in perspective again, the the Xbox 360, I mean, I believe what like most people say is that it eventually all units were affected by the Xbox thing because it was a design flaw, whereas yeah. this seems to be like maybe a manufacturing issue or something with a very specific subset. So, right. I mean, no, I don't, I don't think right now that this is anything that would affect sales momentum or anything. I don't, yeah, it's one of those, I mean, my canary in the coal mine here is that my cousin who has children back in Illinois texting me about the fact of like, Hey, does it play PS1 games? Does it play PS2 games? Blah, blah, blah. All these questions about buying it for her family. And then also she's like, oh, and I also heard that like there might be problems with some of them. Like, it, it, yeah. that, that was like her least concern, right? That she's like, because it's just like a murmur to the mainstream consumer that something's wrong. Yeah, I think. I, all right, so like one of our PS4s broke in the office. Yeah. 
And it seemed like what I what I've garnered from the information I've read online and from people tweeting at us and stuff. It seems like this lets itself be known pretty soon. Like it's an it seems like it's a faulty HDMI port and it's not something that like you play for. We don't know. We, it's been out for only a few days, but it just seems like it seems like it's they're break they're broken or they're not. Right. You know? yeah. And then like so the Red Ring of Death thing is is different because that that actually showed itself in 2007, really right like late 2006 early 2007 when the systems were out in the wild already and everyone started breaking that like. Wasn't something that happened to a lot of Xbox 360s right off the bat. It was something right. that happened over time. So there might be a separate issue with PS4s in the future that might break half of them. I don't know, but yeah. but it seems like this is you know there you know when someone when something breaks online, people are very loud about you know online they're they're very loud about it. And they have every right to be. They paid four hundred dollars and it should work, and that sucks. Like yeah. I would be so pissed if my PS4 didn't work. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't extrapolate numbers based on that. You, like you kind of have to trust Sony when they say it's 0.4 percent or whatever. In all the Amazon reviews that pop up, yeah, that's like, so those stupid. I thought, I thought you, could, I thought you could only review things on Amazon if you bought it. Well, I think I think that is the case, or I think it, so. I think you can review without it, but it only says verified if you purchased it. But I think the the bigger point is like if your system is working great, you're playing your system. You're not reviewing exactly. it. Like the people getting on and writing reviews are the ones. Who are I problems. suspect those reviews don't last very long. So. It's the vocal minority, like we always yeah, talk right. about when we talk about our own comments and people not liking IGN or whatever. But the, right. you know, the statistic I go back to is that people are saying all the Amazons are borked or whatever. It's all Amazon. On you know, we had one that was broken at, from IGN, and that was one that we didn't get through Amazon. That's one that I think came through Sony or whatever. I wasn't even here. Yeah. And then we had 16 PS4s delivered to the office, and knock on wood, they're all working. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They all came from Amazon. We did that giant unboxing. Yeah, mine's good. You know, so far so good. I hope it. I hope it doesn't break. Use that PlayStation Plus cloud. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. The vocal. You didn't. You know, don't feed into the vocal minority in any respect. I mean, we were talking about. You know, a lot of people have been haters, and our comments for our reviews are just about everything else we post. And uh, but when I looked at the PlayStation Four review numbers just from the day the embargo lifted, which was what last Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it was, uh, over a million people read I, like IGN's. Only six reviews. A million yeah. people read them. And like 20 hours so yeah, yeah. so keep that in mind i know a lot of people try to send us encouraging messages i've been getting a lot of them be like don't ignore the haters like we kind of do because the numbers kind of speak for themselves you know yep. um but uh yeah so in this respect you know be cautious but i wouldn't I, it doesn't there's no there's nothing's indicating that ps4s have a fatal flaw but maybe they rear their ugly head yeah like the maybe Red down the line death. something does who knows uh, number two, Fumito Ueda, the uh, creator of long-awaited game The Last Guardian, has sounded off on the development Coming of any the day game, now. noting that he, quote, feels terribly sorry, end quote, that it's taken so long. Yes, the game is still somehow in development. I assume it's a PlayStation 4 game. I mean, now it must be. I think uh, you would assume that's the delay. That is the reason for this, is that like, they, deny they, that it ever, they deny it ever went on hiatus, but yeah, it, it clearly must be PS4. Number three. Shoe danced around oh. it at that uh, Spike video game show they did uh, from the all-access show. Well, it's a point of shame yeah. for them. Sure. You know, yeah. So I, I mean, uh, like you always say, like all three Uncharted games and The Last of Us came out in the time it's taken to do this. So yeah, and another Uncharted game was revealed. Yep. <laughs> Can uh, we hit five? Number three. Sony promises that PlayStation 4 will be, quote, in good supply, end quote, over the Christmas season. Sony Computer Entertainment CEO Andrew House said that the company is doing its best to meet the overwhelming demand for PS4 while trying to launch the system in countries outside of North America before the end of the year. Um, so I know a lot of people have been tweeting. Uh, someone told, said, or was Brian Altano's uh, friend or something, uh, right, on GameScoop said that he walked in on Sunday. Walked in and, and, bought, market, and bought right? one. Yeah. Um, but this doesn't seem to be the case for most people. Yeah. Uh, I assume it's going to be a Wii-like situation for a little while, but I don't think it'll last as long as that. <laughs> no way. Um, Nintendo is, uh, you know, Nintendo is a, an infamous 
practicer of artificial demand. I mean, they've been doing that since the NES days, and that's like a really smart tactic to make you want to buy something when you see it, which is exactly what happened to me the first two yeah. times I saw a Wii, yep. um, which was months and months and months, almost a year later. I think um, it was more than a year later. Because I bought one for myself at launch, and then my mom wanted one after a while, and like... It took so long for us to be able to find one for my mom. Well, so so Sony's tactic is just different. They're sat, they're going to saturate with whatever units they have. Nintendo doesn't do that because artificial demand works for them, and they you know they create it and it, and it works. I mean, there's no, no questioning that. But so I think it's going to be a, it's going to play out a little differently. Um, number four, Final Fantasy X, Ten Two HD finally has a Western release date. It'll launch on March March eighteenth, two thousand fourteen, in North America, and March twenty first, two thousand fourteen, in Europe. Strangely, only the PS three version is referenced in Square Enix's release date announcement. Please don't cancel the Vita version. Yeah, please don't do it. Because that was be excited that was... for E three. <laughs> like I don't. I like I the Vita version. I'm not even gonna play it if it's not on Vita. Yeah. Like I, I don't care. I'm, I because I turned the PS3 on this weekend, and I just don't want to play it that much anymore. There's yeah. going to be a few reasons why I play it, and it's basically over. You got like, sexy new hardware. You want to do that. You want to see that. You that would that. really suck, man. It's weird that it's coming like two weeks after, uh, or I guess it's a little more than I guess a month after uh, Lightning Returns. Like after a mainline Final Fantasy. Yeah, I guess people, you know, maybe people would be talking about it. I think it's weird yeah. that Tales of Exilia 2 and Tales of Symphonia are coming around, out around that time, too. So you better yeah. be careful. Save your money. Number five. Gran Turismo 6 will introduce microtransactions to the super popular racing series. The PlayStation blog has confirmed that in-game credits will be implemented and can be purchased from the store in huge quantities, like millions of them you can even buy, if the player wants to. There's no word on how much these credits will cost or if there's a way for players to circumvent the entire microtransaction system if they want. Um, I assume there will be. I mean, yeah, I would assume there will be too because it's still a $60 game mm -hmm. so far as we know. So like, I can't you, imagine... You can, you can probably earn everything you can buy exactly. as well. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. imagine for a premium price game that they wouldn't let you just you know entirely avoid that that's that's normally how it goes number I six mean, like free to play gets vilified a lot but in general it's it's very rare that there's a game where it's like 60 bucks and you have to buy things yeah like, I, I don't think you no i, I agree number six but that has trademarked fallout 4 in europe Woo! which i'm fucking so stoked about God, yeah. be, the, i the, can't wait the trademark yep. was discovered on the website of the european unit's trademark registry and seems to further confirm that bethesda game studios is indeed working on fallout 4 5 i Skyrim. refuse to believe it unless it's in, until they literally announce it you have I, to assume they're working on it but. they're they're definitely working on it but i until they announce it i'm not gonna get excited i will shit my pants yeah exactly when i see i i could, love... it, could it be could it be as close as vjs oh that would be that would be awesome that would be awesome dude Fallout Three and New Vegas are so yeah. good. Yep. Like I and they didn't make New Vegas, but Fall I actually think Fallout New Vegas 3. is arguably a better game. But uh, Fall, right, but, but, Fallout, but Fallout Three, it's so gray. You know, Fallout, New Vegas is gray. You don't even know what you're doing half the time. Like the well, things also, you the things you think you're doing are good or bad and yeah, all that kind of shit. New Vegas that. has real effects too. Like the battle at the dam at the end is like you can entirely like skip that battle depending on the choices you made earlier in the game, or it can be this huge drawn out thing. Like I, I like that. New Vegas really feels like it has consequences for everything you did, but Fallout 3 is the better game, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, New Vegas couldn't exist without Fallout 3. No, no, of course. Yeah. I mean, the, the moment you... I'll never forget... You know, it, Fallout 3 is not the first open-world game. It's not the first console open-world game. It's not the first open-world game on a console from Bethesda. But when you walk out of the vault in Fallout 3, that's one of the most magical moments in gaming. Like, when you're totally like, agree. I can just go anywhere and do whatever I want. Like, there's... You just do whatever you want. You know, I... I for some reason, that in 2008 when we played that, I wrote the guide for that game. Like it, it bowled me over. I was like, Jesus Christ, this game is fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah you're it's because you're in it. Your money has. I am it. I am in it. <laughs> That's true. I am in the game. Um, find me at Megaton. But uh, that game was like that game's a landmark game. Yep. You know, and oh, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see what they they do with that series next because it's just especially with the rumors about them going to maybe to Massachusetts or something like that. 
that would be so cool. Oh yeah, I, I have no doubt that's what it is, and I think uh, I think Fallout Three is the single player game that I spent the most time with this whole generation. Um, it was my first platinum. It was yeah, I think it was my first. I played on three sixty. Sorry, it was my first thousand out of a thousand. Um, and I did all the, I maxed all the DLC, and then even after I had like all the achievements for everything, I think I still just got every side quest done. Like I think there was nothing else I could do in that game even if I wanted to. Yeah, it's a special. Yeah, that would be. I, I really really hope Fallout Four happen. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I want, I want it as soon Vita. as possible. <laughs> I think what's the Skyrim was two thousand twelve, right? So, no, Skyrim was twenty eleven. Fall twenty eleven. <sighs> was it really? Yep. Oh wow. So yeah, maybe next Christmas then, yeah. like next fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Oh dear lord. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Then again, I was really pumped about Skyrim and I played it for like ten hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There but Skyrim been... was broken. Fallout Four is like Half Life Three. Like it's like one of those things where I'll believe it when I see it. Like no matter how many trademarks pop up and then it's like, oh never mind, that was a hoax, and how many teaser websites, how many alternate reality things. What's like... the deal with that website? That's not theirs? So I mean the registrant when you look at the who is says Zenimax Media, but it was registered to so if you compare it to any actual like verified Zenimax site. It was registered with GoDaddy, and it uses uh, its own servers. Like, it doesn't use the Zenimax.com servers, mm. so it's almost definitely fake. Interesting. Okay. Because like, there would be no reason for them to register it out of Poland using a GoDaddy account. Makes no sense. Interesting. That's they, it, Greg. They wanted to meet Danica Patrick. Oh. Colin, mm. I'm pumped for this Fallout 4. Mm. But Lord knows when we'll be able to buy it. If I wanted to know what was in stores right now, where could I go? You're asking me. Yeah. The list of upcoming PlayStation software on all your platforms by the IGN editors. Classic, Colin. Uh, okay. On PlayStation 4, uh, NBA, where is it? I didn't write it down. There it is. NBA Live 14 is available digitally mm, and at retail. This is a stinker, according yeah, to Ryan McCaffrey. Yep. That's it for PS4. Uh, for PS3. System's dead. For PS4. Well, they, they kind of released everything on Friday. Uh, on uh, PS3, Adventure Time, Explore the Dungeon Because I Don't Know is okay. available. Like that. Digitally, Air Conflicts Vietnam is available digitally. Aquapaza is available digitally, and that review is coming maybe later this week, if not early next week. That's a fighting game um, Atlas is publishing. Aquapizza, Aquapizza, ooh, Aquapizza. Uh, Arcania: yeah, The Complete Tale is available digitally. Banfuse Rock Legends is available at retail. Okay. Blood Knights is available digitally. Contrast is available digitally. Dynasty Warriors Six is available digitally. Farming Simulator is available digitally. Uh, Need for Speed Rivals is available at retail and digitally. Soul Calibur 2 HD is available digitally. Stick It to the Man, which is on Vita already, I think is available digitally. Damn, some games are out, man. The Walking Dead Game of the Year Edition is available at retail and digitally. Worms Revolution Collection is available digitally. Young Justice Legacy is available retail and digitally. The cartoon that's canceled gets its own video game. A little late to the party because originally it was supposed to come out in March. Then it went off the radar and you never heard from it again. Our emails were not answered about it, this game. It bodes well. Yeah, we can't get a copy from them, so it bodes, yeah. bodes very well. Sucks you got that tattoo with March. I was so excited. <laughs> on, uh, no one north signed it. On PS Vita, The Amazing Spider-Man, which is a port of the open world game that I'm came out that some time ago. Are uh, you really? Yep. It's available right, retail you. and digitally. And Tearaway comes out on Friday, and that's uh, retail and digitally as well. Tearaway. That's it. Make sure you watch Tearaway. the video version of Podcast Beyond <laughs> to hear if Andrew Wolfram oh, yeah. likes Tearaway or not. Oh, yeah. I wonder what I thought of it. Yeah, it. You're just chanting. <laughs> I hate for it. Uh, all right, let's jump into some listener mail. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, be honest at IGN.com, just like Ben C. did. Ben C. writes in and says, Jim Riley, the info boy himself, predicted in Podcast Beyond, episode 195, that the PlayStation 4 would not launch with either Uncharted, Killzone, or God of War. He followed up shortly thereafter with, quote, 
third-party console exclusives are dead, end quote. Greg, in some capacity, asked to be reminded of this when the PlayStation 4 launched. All right. Thanks, Ben C. Good to know, yeah. as always, Jim Riley's right whenever he makes... He didn't bet me anything, thank God. No, no, but he was wrong. Killzone did launch with it, and third-party console exclusives aren't dead. Titanfall is exclusive. So he's dead. wrong all over is what you're so saying. So yeah. he was right but he about says Uncharted third-party console War. exclusives are dead. So yeah, Titanfall. Wrong. Titanfall is, is the biggest game on Xbox One. Yeah. Well, it's on PC too, guys. Let's not get crazy. Console yeah. well, I still think that the third-party console exclusive is on its way out. I mean, it's like I mean, it's on it the road. Yeah, I don't think Souls like... is a console exclusive. Oh, okay. Well, let's see, let's not go down. It's the not second-party that is published by Sony. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I got. I really don't have anything. Yeah, I don't think this is a clear. Ease memories of right Celsida. <laughs> okay, yeah. Colin, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and also, um, Killzone did launch with the system. Okay, so he was major. Jim Riley was. He was majoritively wrong. wrong. Majoritively? Is that a word? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's using it in the pejorative sense. (laughs) (laughs) Pejoratively, Uh, pejoratively. There was more to that message, wasn't there? Yeah, in context, Colin also predicted in this episode that Metal Gear Solid 5 would be a PS3 exclusive. (laughs) Interesting stuff. (laughs) Well, it'll be on PlayStation 3. Mm. Didn't you know? Don't you know. Remember that show, Bobby's World? Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, I watch it all the time. They always call them generic. Right? But it was generic. Yeah, oh, yeah, name. yeah, that's right. I'm thinking yeah. the same show, right? Howie Mandel show? Yep. We're on the same page. Remember, how many, what's that movie where Howie Mandel plays a monster and he pees in the kid's apple juice? Mon- uh, Little Monsters with Little Fred monsters. Savage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, the, that's the, one- the one where the, the monster's under his. It, it, like, there, yeah. There's it's a, a portal. Sto- yeah, 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 yeah. But is, is that the one that's told with like a story? Oh, oh. No, I don't think so. It, um, there is a story. Where, no, like where he's like in bed and like his grandfather is reading him a no, story. That's no, that's Bride. Princess Bride. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know why. Well, Fred Savage was all over it back yeah. in the day, man. I tell yep. you what. The Wizard as well. Uh, the Wizard, another a great video game movie if yep. you haven't seen it. Uh, we have some interesting emails here, right? Simon writes in, without no real question, just letting you know that I will be listening to today's podcast in the morning whilst on my way to a job interview, which, Ooh. if I get, means that I can afford my PS4 in a couple of weeks. Ooh. Any words of encouragement slash inspiration would not go amiss. Thanks for everything and beyond, Simon. Simon, you're going to get this job. Simon, you go in there, you tear this thing a new asshole. He's the new CEO of Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, what do you got for him? Good luck. Stay positive. Just think of it this way. If you screw it up, your life's over. So don't do that. This is the, this is the only thing you got going for you. This is it. This you. is your only shot. Now, here comes an email from our good friend, Yair Donan, over in Israel. Uh, of course, came to podcast me on 200. Yeah. Writes in every Lost so often. Lost a bunch of weight. Looks really good. Yeah, yeah. He wrote in that one time when he was hitting, or he tweeted us about hitting on that Supergirl when he was dressed yeah, as Superman. that's right, that's right. Beyond. Beyond. The PS3 is a vastly different beast now than it was back in 2006. Where do you think the PlayStation 4 will evolve in the next couple of years? Games, features, etc. Keep up the awesome job, Yair. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's It's pretty, hard to predict that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty clear where we're going with, with this console, which is... The moon. Hyper-connected, yes, the moon. Yeah. Hyper-connected, <laughs> lots of social functionality, sharing games, playing games with other people, but not only playing games with other people, but sharing that experience. Like, you'll feel like you're playing a game with someone even when you're watching them play the game. Yeah. And that's not the way I want to play games. That's not the way I want to watch. I don't like... See, the whole thing with... Streaming is fun, and I'm going to start streaming probably a little bit, but I don't really want to watch other people play games. That's not exciting to me. You don't have to. But, like, that, that's what I'm saying. That's the beauty of it, that there's all of this other stuff there for me to do, you know? Yeah, so there's, right, like, yeah. a little bit of something for everybody. I can remote play. I can watch Netflix. I can watch the hockey games. I can, you know, play my single-player games. Greg can be, use the same machine in a very similar way, stream his games. People can watch them play or him play the you game. Like, I, I, lo- I love that, you know? it's, yep. it's uh, it, That's what I love about it the most is, like, I don't, 
I don't like pull, you know, I'm not into multiplayer games. I'm not into like that shared kind of experience with a lot of people, yeah. but I don't have to be. And PS4 caters to me nicely. Yeah. But that, if you're into that, then it caters to you. Just that's what's crazy about it, right? Is that it has all these different facets to make it the machine you want it to be, right? Like I didn't think I would like streaming as much as I like it, but running around playing Assassin's Creed and just talking to people about what I'm doing or why I'm doing it or what. And, and they ask me random questions about IGN. I just talk to them about whatever. It's a one man podcast while getting tre- treasures and trophies. I like that a lot. What you're doing anyway. I mean, yeah. he, treasures he asked, and trophies. Treasures and trophies. That's the name Miller. of your new show. Um, he asked if games are going to evolve like. Hell yes, games were good. I mean, look at like a PS3 launch title and then look at, like The Last of Us. Folklore? Like, think of, no, like, folklore was the no. pinnacle of the PlayStation 3. People learn the hardware better. People take advantage of the features better. Like, I have no doubt that in like five years, Jesus Christ, PS4 games are going to be crazy. I can't imagine what they're going to look like. Yeah. yeah. I think the next big step for them will be YouTube integration. It has to be coming. And when it does, that'll be even more of a game. I mean, can, is it going to be streaming? Is it going to be that you can upload straight? Like, you know, Microsoft, I didn't know. Today, you know, Microsoft announced that the Twitch, the Twitch TV app is coming, but you're not being able to stream right from your Xbox One on day one, right? It'll come in 2014. I was super bummed about that. I thought that was really weird because I'm enjoying it so much on PS4. However, then they talked about the SkyDrive stuff that I hadn't paid much attention to, basically that you can go in and make these five-minute game, up to five-minute gameplay, or five-minute long gameplay clips, right? And then take them into a video editor on your Xbox and do picture-in-picture and record commentary over it and have it be like this polished product that you then upload to SkyDrive, which then from your PC you can put up to YouTube directly. And I was like, and it's in 720, because like I, I, my Twitch streams, I, I do archive them, and now I export them over to YouTube. But they're like 480; they look terrible. Yeah, it's I like think whatever. they're actually 360p. Yeah. We well, can up, you can well, you can up to 480 for sure mm. if that if that's the case. Mm. But putting it up in 720, and actually, uh, you, like so much of my streams are me sitting there with the controller over my head while Pertillo sits in my lap, like <laughs> to sit there and be like, hey, what's up? It's everybody. It's Greg. I just found this really cool thing. I want to show you. I think this is really cool. Watch me kill these guys. Like that's really neat. I'd rather have. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd rather have, but the ability to take have two. Completely different experiences on two different consoles. PS4, live streaming, whatever happens, happens. Xbox, here's a clip of something really cool happening. That's neat. For sure. I need to get a camera. I didn't buy a camera. Um, I want to. I saw um, an email today. Uh, people saying they were sold out everywhere. So you might Yeah, the camera is selling well, apparently. And, and you know, I'm going to try to Twitch a little more, stream whatever the service is, a little more thoughtfully uh, in terms <laughs> of, like, just doing it when I have something. Like, I'll sure. do it with Resogun so you, too, can be an OG like me and Resogun, and I'll yeah. show you how to do it. But... Like, like when we have games and the embargoes lift, but they're not out yet. Right, right, right. right. Like That'd when we have Infamous or The Order. And you want to talk about, by the way, how games will evolve. Just look at The Order. You know, like yeah. in terms of its, gra- like it already the looks trailer? like, the, no, the gameplay we've seen of, of the, of like, there's like video. They break a vase and they, they, the stuff you're telling me about a Gamescom. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of like really cool, like the minutia of these games, the little things that matter how the physics interact with like the wind physics interact with flags differently and stuff like little things like that are cool. Like it's, it's, that's how I think games are going to evolve in a technical way. And I think the order is probably the most impressive one that does it so far, but man, infamous looks real good too. And I, and I, 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 when we think about resistance fall of man, which is a launch game on PS3 and how fucking terrible that game looks now. And then we look at something like Shadowfall, which is probably the most graphically impressive next gen game. Um, I think Shadowfall is going to stand up better over time than because of where we are now than where, how Fall Man looks now. Right, well. and they're also, like, Uncharted 1 looks way worse than Uncharted 3, but it still doesn't look bad. So I do think it, like, just depends on the game. Like, Uncharted 1 is still really bright and pretty. Um, obviously, like, yeah, when you compare it to Shadowfall, it looks like fucking garbage, but I, I think, you know, it doesn't... It <laughs> but, Shadow, doesn't but Shadowfall doesn't look, like, super, be- like, much better than The Last of Us. Right, exactly. Which is, which exactly. is interesting. Yeah. So imagine what Naughty Dog is going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the textures themselves do, just because it's, like, a higher fidelity yeah. thing, but yeah, yeah like... Yeah, I'm, fuck, I can't wait to see Uncharted 4 on this thing. Or whatever the Uncharted game ends up being. Before he goes, 
Yair puts in a PS. By the time this podcast goes live, it'll be official. So I just wanted to share with you guys that I got engaged. Hey, How much time has passed? I remember when he was hitting on these chicks at random Israel parties. What, if, nice. it's, what if it's her? That would be awesome, and they should have time. A suit. Time goes faster in Israel than it does here. Does it? Yeah. Wow, that, that's how it works with the the world spinning over yeah. there and whatnot. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like we were talking about earlier about time and space. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were referencing earlier. My brain. Well, how uh, you can? There's a conversation with Colin about time travel and how you yeah. can just do it by leaving the Earth at a fast at a fast speed and then coming back, and, and it's time dilation. <laughs> I got in a fight with someone the other night. Not a fight, just an argument. <laughs> bar brawl over time travel. <laughs> it it wasn't a bar. It was about Professor <laughs> X in the X Men movies. Uh, because it actually started as a Save by the Bell conversation, like so many things do in my life recently, um, and about the timeout thing that Zach Morris does. Yeah. And now Professor X does that in the movie, but he's not stopping time. So it's like there's like a scene, I think it's in the second X Men movie, where they're in like the Museum of Natural History. Oh. oh, yeah, that one too. But yeah. they're, they're in like the Museum of Natural History, and everyone stops, and like Professor X and Storm are like talking or whatever. Yeah. But so time hasn't stopped. Like what, right. what Professor X is doing is he gets in everyone's brain and they stop moving. But if you're like, a mile away, like yeah. the world is still continuing sure. to go. It's just that in that place, those poor people like, in there lose minutes of their lives. <laughs> yeah, they don't exactly. even know. Yeah, Zach exactly. Morris actually right. does stop Zach time. Morris stops time. Exactly. <laughs> those, are, those are two different things. There was yes. a great Family Guy reference in I think the most recent Family Guy where Meg's in school and the principal comes over to an announcement speaker and does a normal announcement and then at the end he just puts and also Zach Morris, please stop. If you'd stop, if you'd stop freezing time, the day would go faster for everybody. <laughs> 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 that was great. Um, a quick one here. This is from Chris Brown again, not the woman beater he says also psn i need a rubber maybe neither of you guys were on the show he's written him before beyond beyond can y'all see if there's any way we could post video links to twitter maybe with the youtube update in the future uh he says c I, they're not going to confirm that or deny that no. for us but i would imagine that yeah that's all in line to happen of course like that's how this would work we're talking about upgrades and what you're going to see right now you can only post videos on your ps4 straight to facebook which sucks and stupid yep. but you'd imagine eventually you're gonna be able to put them on a thumbstick export them that way put them onto youtube the so firmware has got it got to get going as, sure, as have, we also big things to do before they get to yeah the like fixing the name situation yeah, i'm not going to stop beating that drum shoe hey yoshida until until that's until He's that's on it. he knows bro yeah. It would be. I mean, I'm not going to change mine, but I, people should be able to. I'm not going to change mine either. But it's yeah, just nice one. to know. It's just nice I to know. I thought you meant like the fact that like you go into name requests or whatever. No, it's no, that's, no, that's, a, that's a whole yeah, other issue. I'm talking about your PSA like, names. So you got to change I have like it. 600 name requests that I just can't do anything with because yeah. you can't actually open them. Right. You, what you can do though, so like Tina sent me one, and if you know one specific person sent you one, you go to their profile and hit view name request and accept it that way. Gotcha. I mean, you're not going to do that for 600 people, obviously. Gotcha. SM writes in and says, Hey guys, I've been trying to figure out whether I should leave my PS4 in standby or off mode when I'm not playing it slash overnight. What do you guys do? I do standby so that it can do what PS3 did, which is turn on and get updates and do its thing. Because if you turn it off, I don't think it can do that. That's exactly uh, yeah. what I do too, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my alarm's going off here. You got to wake up? No. I'm sorry. So all episode's been a dream. <laughs> I got to take my ulcer medicine. Oh. Uh, is it a big hug? Can that be your ulcer yeah, medicine? Yeah, that's, that's it. It's a big hug. And wash it down with a glass of milk. <laughs> uh,. Yeah, I just shut mine off. So, Fully? so you don't yeah. want automatic updates then? No, I, I assume nothing's going to be updating anytime soon. So, yeah. Mm. Well, you got a prettier yellow light. It keeps on a yellow light. Yeah, I like that standby. And it matches the controller light. Looks like a broken Cylon when it's Dude, fucking automatic. Standby mode. I send over there. I can remote play whenever I want to. Yeah. Download. Uh, no. Right. I'm, I'm going to keep mine in. Yeah. It turns on to download now. Yeah. Right? It, so yeah. it turns on to download firmware updates and to upload your saves to the cloud. Same as PS3 did. Um, but I'm saying if I buy something off the store now, it's not to the point where it turns itself on to download. Oh, it, right? that's a good question. Because I, I bought. I was doing a walkthrough video today that you can find on IGN.com, and it's you know it was like blah, 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 and it was like add to your download queue, and I did, but I didn't know if that meant that my PS4 and standby would wake up. Apparently, last week I said. 
something dumb about remote play people keep tweeting me about. So they can all go to hell. No, I mean, I, if I was wrong, you no, if I was wrong, what did you say? You know what you were wrong about? Some stupid garbage is probably talking about Bioshock or something. Oh, well, of course, you're probably wrong about that. You're probably talking about how good it is. John writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. Now that the PlayStation 4 comes with a mono headset, do you think that the PSN will become more chatty like Xbox Live? Personally, I've always preferred playing on the PSN due to fewer amounts of trash-talking bros. Me too. Yeah. I sure hope not, but I think I think, uh, I think think it's a battle lost now. Um, I, I, but I, I mean, I, yeah, more I people love, are going to be talking I, online. I love playing The Last of Us or like Uncharted and no one is talking. Like yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love that. Like that's the bad, and like there's always or there's one random person with a mic, and he's like, "Hey guys, anybody got mic?" Anyway, and everyone's just like, his sister's yelling at him in the background. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't. Want, I mean, I don't that, like that, that headset sucks that came with the PS4, but it's cool that it's there, for, yeah. so that people can use it. Also, I like that you can plug in any uh, headset into that into that port. That's really cool. Yeah, it works through the iPhones. Key yeah, heads you don't need like an adapter. Yeah. Oh, so. The iPhone fits it because it's a 3.5 millimeter thing. Does does like the mic functionality work? I thought somebody said that. I thought Scott Lower Brian said it did, but I'm not That's sure. That's awesome. If it does because I know like my old MacBook, um, because it wasn't the newest like Apple thing. Yeah. yeah. Like if I plugged in the iPhone, the mic part of it didn't work. Mm, I haven't so tested I didn't it. Know so if I'm that not was, sure. Like, blocked by Apple. Yeah. Right into beyond at IGN.com. Let us know. John has a PS. Why do you guys hate on Extreme Pizza? I used to work <laughs> at the Fresno franchise in high school, and I always thought it was pretty good. I even delivered it and hung out with 311 on the tour bus. And, I, and it got their seal of approval. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, because they were stoned. <laughs> now, here's the... <laughs> Any pizza in that moment. Cardboard with pizza sauce on it probably would have been good for me. <laughs> yeah, we, it's been a long time since we talked crap about Extreme Pizza. Yeah, that's, that's like an, that's that's like an, an old reference. That's old podcast my, beyond. My favorite thing was uh, we had a huge staff meeting. And Casey gathered everyone. He was like, guys, I ordered pizza. And we're all like, free, yeah. And free then we're like, pizza wait, wait, for everyone. It? And he's like, it, it was extreme pizza. We're and like, everyone oh, booed him. Yeah, yeah. Booed him for his free pizza. Yeah, extreme pizza sucks. Sorry. Pro- Sorry again, my Maybe the, the Fresno pizza. one's good. With the extreme pizza thing is I like their buffalo chicken pizza. And it, when I would order it by myself, like get a one pizza, it was fine. But the problem is that IGN would order 400 pizzas. Yeah. And so the quality immediately knows. And it was just terrible. Yeah, I've, um, what's so extreme about it though? Like they put anything you want on there. Anything. Human feet. They don't so, care. <laughs> the few times I haven't gotten pachis, uh, we go to Amici's for lunch sometimes. I usually get pizza. Yeah, I get a sub um, there. And then Escape from New York, uh, depending on what you order, can be hit or miss. But they they can be good. But pachis is always my go. Yeah, Escape from New York's fine. Yeah. So fine. That's actually somewhat of a New York analog pizza. Mm-hmm. It's it's New York style. Yeah. It's not New York quality. But they have like the shaved sausage on their yeah. pizza, which yeah, is yeah. totally New York, like yeah. that kind of stuff totally. instead of and like, they have, the like the crumbled the cheese, like garbage springs out when you stretch yeah. it. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I usually order patches. I ordered Pascal's last last night. Ooh. Yeah. The which is guy. which is good. Interesting. It's not anything to write home about. I mean, I've had like Little Star. It's pretty good. Um, like there are places in San Francisco. That There's are a good. place in the Richmond that my my. Uh, Girlfriend loves. Zachary's? I can't remember what it is. Remember like Zachary's? No, it's an Italian. People like Delfina. Um, have you been to Zero Zero, like right here? Yeah. I like Zero Zero. I like Zero Zero, too. Yeah. This has been Pizza Corner on Podcast Beyond. <laughs> Whenever you come to San Francisco, you'll know what pizzas to try. <laughs> just which just have Patchies and stay away from everything else. Yeah, that's probably true. Another John writes into Beyond at IGN.com and says The last of a single player DLC takes place before the main story. Consequently, this means that Ellie has never fired a gun other than a BB rifle or shot another human as these events both play, t- take place in the main campaign. It is also during the main campaign that she learns how to fight and meets a clicker for the first time. Do you think mm. that this means Last of Us DLC will feature no fighting and no clickers, but rather just an exploration game that tells a heartbreaking story between two best friends? That's a really good question. That's a really, yeah, it's a yeah. really nice, thought-out yeah. point. Yeah. Naughty Dog rarely flubs continuity. 
So I don't know. You know what I mean? Like in I read American Dreams. We did a conversation about, you know, where this all takes place and stuff. Uh, you know, there they run into not a clicker, just one of the runners or whatever. Like yeah. she stumbles out and she's got a mushroom grown out of her face. They don't see a clicker clicker. But there are – she's they've encountered these things before. Obviously she gets and bit. And it can but. just be people going – like it can still be shitty people who know that bad stuff is going on in the world and you could have to fight. Because in The Last of Us, obviously your combat is two categories. You're fighting like the infected, but they're just fighting like crappy mm. people who are like scavenging for stuff. So it's like I can see Ellie getting in some scraps, like throwing some bricks at people. The, she's the, already done that in the American Dreams comic. Yeah. And this is, so I, I'd imagine, taking place after that. The best yeah. part would be with if Neil Druckmann's listening to this right now. It's like, oh, no. They're like, oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fire everything. Delayed six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that Because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I've forgotten this part of the story. Is that all expressed in the game that she's like, I, oh, hey, I've never fired a gun and blah, blah, blah. I don't remember that. I don't remember well, that either, but I'm assuming he's right. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming, too. I don't remember her saying I mean, that. I mean, she was in a... Her, to shoot at that one point. Yeah, so. But she's in a, like, she's just in a quarantine zone in a military academy i mean she's not been exposed to the outside before the fireflies are trying to and transport she her she like kills that one guy and that's like a big moment too sure yeah i'm just i'm just wondering that's all just putting out there because i mean yeah. i when when she here's the test when they run in and they get in the horse for the first time does she talk about ever riding a horse before and stuff like that i forget I, it's been in american for, dream she rides for, a horse and i was for, like oh i don't remember ever i mean it, it's without having read the comic book and playing the game and getting to the horse part i wouldn't have been like Oh, this is weird. Like, why is she yeah. talking about horses? I wouldn't even thought it. I yeah. need to play it again in co- context now a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the, the, those granular details. I, I do want to play Last of Us again before the end of the year, uh, especially before it came to your voting. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I that level of detail I don't remember, but I, I do think he's right that, like, it is a big deal when she shoots a gun, like because especially like when she saves Joel and they have. Oh yeah, little, it's 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 yeah. When she get when it's like the hunting rifle yeah. part, right? And he After they get her. out of the museum, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. like those are big. So it's like mm. even if she technically has fired a gun before, like she shouldn't be like you shouldn't be able to like For mow guys down. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anything, yeah. Well, John adds here. Personally, I would prefer there to be no combat, as I am more interested in the story and exploring more of the world than seeing Ellie and Riley fight a bunch of infected. Yeah, I'm I bet you there will be combat. There's gonna there's, there's definitely gonna, even if it's just like avoid. Even if it's like a forced stealth situation where you have to throw bricks at people to get around them or something, like yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I would like it to be like she doesn't kill anyone. Like yeah. there's no that would be great. No combat. I, the the, yeah. the most poignant parts of the game are in you know the quiet parts of the game where you're in people's houses and finding collectibles, right, or, right, or right, maybe right. like the whole thing you've machine guns and stuff. But then at the end, they use the thing from Men in Black and her memory gets erased, and then that leads right into the beginning <laughs> of the last one. <laughs> That's that's one way to do it. And Neil Druckmann's writing that idea down right now. It's like at the end, oh, it would be really poetic. So the whole time, she's like really good with guns and everything. And right at the end of the DLC, she's going to throw a brick. But she drops it and hits her in the head. I was going to say, it bounces off the wall and hits her back on the head. She forgets that part She gets brain damage and she forgets how to shoot It turns out she she founded the Fireflies and forgot all about it. (laughs) (laughs) She's really a 40-year-old woman. Nobody nobody put it together. Really small 40. Great. Ray writes to Beyond at IGN.com and says, Beyond. Beyond. Do you think people would be as upset with Kojima and Konami if Ground Zeroes was released after instead of before the main release and simply called DLC instead of a prequel game? When Capcom did this exact same thing with Dead Rising K-Zero, granted at a cheaper price point, they were lauded for it. Yeah, well, so Dead Rising K-Zero was brilliant, in my opinion, because it was, like, really smart, short introduction to the systems, introduction to new mechanics, and then, like, you jumped right into Dead Rising 2 and it made sense. Yeah. Um, I think this isn't meant to be that, though. It is technically a prologue, but, I mean, 
it, it's 30 to 40 bucks so it's like i'm expecting it to be like hours like if this is like eight hours long i think it's totally worth it yeah maybe not eight but i mean like if it's like four to six hours long i bet like, it's gonna be like six hours yeah long. and i mean we're talking i bet the, co- the campaign probably four hours and then yeah. like all the side missions and ops I bet right, that's right. where you get to six yeah right. i mean if it's like a substantial piece of content i think it's totally justified i to his point though no i mean i, I think it, it i would assume being a prologue you you need to know this information like yeah. it, i think they're they're not looking for it to be like just more metal gear they want it to be specifically more setting up the events of metal gear 5 I'm super stoked for it. Ever seen an action man? I cannot yeah. wait. I'm super super happy. You can turn off that alarm, right? Like, but he's he's gonna forget about it, and then he yeah. won't take the ulcer, and he'll become the. I'm ulcer. gonna. The first thing I'm gonna do when we leave this room is tell you to take your ulcer medication. Thank you. All right. Final question of the week comes from Paul. He says beyond beyond. beyond. I want to buy a PS Vita this Thanksgiving. I played Hotline Miami and Guacamole on PS3 and really loved them. Uh, I'm super excited for all the indie titles to come out on Vita. But with this new PS Vita model coming out in Japan. I can't really decide which model to buy. The new PS Vita has a slimmer and lighter design and a longer battery life, while the old one has a better screen, which is that OLED. So what's your opinion on this? Should I buy an old Vita this holiday, or should I wait for the new one and see if it's coming to the U.S.? Thanks. Love the show. Beyond. Get the OLED one. Yeah, Yeah, I would say get the OLED one. The one thing I wish I had in my OLED Vita is the micro USB charging thing instead of that proprietary one. Is that that what the new one has? Yeah. So it's like, to me, that is the most appealing, as stupid as that sounds, that's actually the best feature of that whole thing. Um, Because then it's just so much easier to charge everywhere. Like I have like a really, like a cable with me at all times anyway, like usually because I'm charging other stuff. So that would be nice. But other than that, um, I think you want the quality of the screen. And in like now there have been some pretty in-depth screenshot comparisons and like the OLED just looks significantly better. Yeah, I mean obviously it is because the OLED's more expensive and they're trying to make this thing cheaper and making it thinner means less plastic. It's all yeah. very yeah. granular kind of thing where they're trying to remove as much money as possible from this. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I messed around with it in Japan and and to me it, it felt fine, but it felt weird. And maybe that's just because I'm used to the form factor of the Vita. I felt like it was too thin. Like I felt like I could break it like if i like literally right, 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 right. just wanted to i could just break the thing in half and obviously i couldn't do that but it just seems like so so flimsy to me not not necessarily i know flimsy has like, obviously is a loaded word but it, it, it's just it's so light and, and you want you want i want something meteor and, and yeah the battery life's great yeah the screen is i'm sure gonna be fine uh you know yeah, you didn't see anything on it right was that the thing or yeah like there was like demos playing on it but i was like i was in sony japan's HQ. like like huge lobby and yeah yeah you know, it wasn't a great place for me to, to mess around with it, but you know, I'm we're one. gonna we're gonna import one. Nope. Well, you can if you want, but next week I'm going to buy a pink and black one in Japan, and oh, I'm bringing it back with me. I'm gonna give you money for a 64 gig memory card. I'm buying that for myself too. These yeah. are my two big purchases over yeah. there, and I'm coming back, and so we can do all the comparisons we want. Ooh. That'd be great. Yeah. The one thing, and I sent you guys an email about this today, you and Scott, but just in case anyone's curious out there, because I've been reading a little bit about PSV to TV, uh, stay away from importing it. Um, oh right, yeah. You, I, I meant to locked. tell you this too. Like, I, I talked about it in the New York thing, but yeah, yeah. you can only access the Japanese. Store. Yeah, it's region locked, and that sucks because PlayStation is usually very open about that stuff. But what that tells me is that they're going to release it elsewhere, and they're so. releasing it elsewhere in Asia, so they're going to have to unlock it for those regions, Hong Kong and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, that will come here as well. And I think they were really surprised by the demand of PS Vita TV, so I don't think they had plans on releasing it here. But I think they end up will end up doing it in probably a limited way. I bet it'll come out in a bundle with the PSP GPS I've been waiting on too. No, so it'll be here wow. second. We get all the peripherals. It would be awesome if they bundled PS Vita TV, PS Vita, and PS4 together. <laughs> you make the most insane bundles like, for ninety nine dollars for, for three hundred dollars <laughs> with Killzone Shadowfall. Yeah, that's like the people who think uh, Valve is going to make the Orange Box two and it's going to have Team Fortress three, Left 4 Dead three, Half Life three, and be mm. sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. I'd play that. Literally never happened. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 319. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember that Podcast Beyond posts every Tuesday on the podcast service of your choice, but also 
over on that IGN.com. So you should go there, read the articles, watch the videos, subscribe to Prime. It keeps the mics on. Then you should follow everybody on Twitter. IGN's IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Goldfarb is Garfep. No taxation is Colin Moriarty. You're right. When I take out the Andrew, that's yeah, all I needed. The Andrew is what was fucking you up. Whew. You also just, I'm watching you. The reason I'm smiling is because I got a notification on my phone. I'm watching you sit and talk to me. Yeah. But I guess he would schedule a tweet and it mentions me. So you tweeted at me while you were. Oh, the power of Hootsuite. I just love it. I, that was a funny moment for me. Yeah, I'm just beaming tweets from my head. <laughs> or I just have, I, I, you have I, one hand typing. Like, I hired Mike Mitchell to ghostwrite tweets for me <laughs> after the New York Comic Con incident. I'm like, this is a good idea. Yep. Someone else should do this. Mm-hmm. Every podcast beyond ends with a song and a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up. Today's segment comes from Bob and Bywater. Beyond. Beyond. We are an indie rock group from Long Island, New York. Oh, welcome. They're, they're the secondary pride of Long Island. Most of us are avid IGN readers and Podcast Beyond subscribers. About two weeks ago, we released our new EP, Lion Share, for free on Bywater, B-Y, water, rock and roll, spell out and, dot com. Bywaterrockandroll.com. I would suggest getting a better name. Uh, for the website. The band is fine. I don't care about that. Uh, as we were listening to the podcast, we were like, why don't we submit this to Ryan's wrap-up? Yeah. So here's Lion Share off our new album, Lion Share. <laughs> and again, you can download the whole EP for free at bywaterrockandroll.com. Thanks for your consideration. Bob, thank you for submitting this song. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. Here is Lion Share. We will see you next Tuesday. Beyond. Beyond. Go Long Island.
probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy, but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled, or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But... I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.